0: Welcome, everyone. Flight test after hours. Let's we'll try to do this over a little bit again. Thanks for joining us here at the uh, FT headquarters. I'm your host, Chris Ron Ronciglione. Join us today, my buddy, Scott. Hey, everybody. And uh, in the great white north up there, is it snowing up there today, Andre?
1: No, apparently it snowed up nor a little further up in Quebec overnight, and they're saying maybe snow flurries on Monday. It's cold and it's windy.
0: S- same here. They yeah. were calling for some snow flurries possible today. Uh, it's really cold and nasty, and I mean, it's a good day to stay inside, maybe build or work on something that you crash, so... All I'll right, crash, yeah. What are
1: you talking about? Oh,
0: not you, never. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about. All kinds of stuff. Um, things going on. Some products have came out. Uh, we're going to do a little mini review that I'll talk about later. If anybody's watching, you uh-huh. know, there's your hint right there. Um, and David may be joining us. I'm not 100% sure. I texted him a little bit this morning, but I said he can come in and join us anytime. So... Thanks again guys. Let's uh, let's get going on this thing. Get rolling. First thing I want to talk about today I get a ton of tweets, emails and stuff of people, you know. What about this? Should I buy a Tundra? Should I buy a Radiant? Should I buy a this or should I buy a Warbird or blah 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 and I get that all the time. And it's it's really tough you know scott to answer those because i don't really know you i don't really know what kind of flying you're really into or you know i i can understand if you know you're on the fence and maybe get want to get into thermaling or whatever and you want to maybe buy a radiant or, or maybe you're looking at eclipse or whatever and we can talk about it a little bit or chat back and forth and and show the pros and cons of different things and you know get you going but when you have this huge broad spectrum of like hey what should I get a radium a, a Radian a tundra you know a timber, you know I'm like well, wait a minute here what do you what do you want to do you know do you want to do some sail planes you know do you want to do more aerobatic stuff do you want scale you know what I mean so I, I hate just throwing things out there you just can't buy one plane well I mean, that's, that's what it. I usually tell <laughs> hey just go for all three or whatever and then you you got it made you know so, you know, Andre, that's that's tough, man.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, even even for us, we we, we kind of get into our comfort zones and it takes a little while for us to say, oh, let's try something different. And usually, it's also out of our own budget. So, we kind of just go and take our time.
0: Right, right. So, you know, like I said, I don't mind answering the, the questions and the emails and all that. That's fine. i love to talk to you guys and, and see what you're doing and help you out and, and everything. But uh i'm not always going to give you maybe what you want to (laughs) hear plus i'm I'm a little biased towards maybe certain things you know so it's tough but i'll try to help you out any way i can but i appreciate the questions and everything so it's a little note on that uh coming up too man it's coming fast i can't believe how fast it's coming up but fight flight fest 2016 is coming up real quick so andre i know you're Deep involved in that. Uh maybe if, if I know we talked about a little bit on the last podcast or your role, but if you want to maybe touch on that a little bit and give us if you can give us a little bit of info of what's coming, happening, going on, what we need to know. Cause actually you're more in the loop than I am. So fill us in a little bit.
1: Well, yes. Uh this year I've actually uh taken on the role of volunteer manager um so i'm in the middle of uh, recruiting and in you know, organizing a whole load of people i think on friday i sent out my first uh notice and we have 90 plus volunteers and i know my flight test inbox has got like 35 plus emails this morning so i'm going to be going uh and they're going to uh basically be setting up uh what i can only really describe it as they've done a quantum shift in how the layout at Ferry Field is and there's some really really exciting news I'm, I don't want to take uh, Austin Thunder on it because it, obviously it is his home base and his home ground and but they've done some really cool stuff so uh, I'm really excited and I think people are going to really like the layout for this year. Um, of course it's just going to be pandemonium as far as flying um, there's going to be a couple neat little gaggles going on a few little flying and interesting little flying events but and the big thing this year that's changed a lot is we're up to three built- and we have a series now um, going from like uh, I think starts Thursday night and goes all the way through the weekend. And that's where you have build instructions and you have people coming in and actually like David uh, and, uh, and Osh, uh, um, uh, Joshua doing cutting and, and just build techniques, all this fantastic learning session. So this thing is going to be crazy awesome I think
0: cool that's it sounds awesome so i can't I,
1: you know last year we almost hit a thousand pilots if i if i believe uh, if, if we're correct so this year i'm i'm expecting us to do a lot more And like I said, the grounds and everything the plans um uh are, are, are should be really cool so um i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it i think i'm gonna be busy but i'm looking forward to it and i'm naturally the after hour crew we're gonna be doing our well we might do something with high wings definitely doing something with gliders you know <laughs> and, and just having all kinds of fun and getting in trouble as usual so that's, right. what, we, that's what we do best right
0: oh absolutely
1: but uh, you know if anybody's listening and they're interested in volunteering um, by all means hit the uh, flightfest.com site and register to be a pilot register to be a volunteer and uh, you know we'll, we'll see everybody in July so I'm uh, I'm really excited awesome so Pat or er, Scott Pat Scott, <laughs> Scott yeah, I'm always flying with you guys yeah I know
0: um,
2: we got to actually go out for a little while and fly together, and yeah. you know, um, yeah, you it, showed me your your Phantom. Oh man, I'm saving up for one. Of those. <laughs> Andre, did insane. you hear that? He's seen the Phantom <laughs> cruise around.
0: So what did you what
2: did you like about it though? I was just oh, it, it is like. I can't believe the technology in that thing. Like the screen, like the the video, mm-hmm. like everything about it. I mean, it's it's nuts. And it's it's super like rock solid. I mean, it doesn't even move in the air. It it just you hit a little button, it goes up, it hovers, <laughs> and it just stays stationary. I mean, yeah. it's nuts. And then you're like, all right, well, let's go on the other side of this tree line, let's see what's over here. And the camera view, like, it's just incredible. You just point it where you want it, and you're just looking at the screen, and it's it's nuts. And then uh, pretty soon, it's out of sight. You don't hear anything, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's nuts. It is, it is crazy. It's a
0: little freaky. I'll f- bet that at first takes to, a while. Yeah, you know, first it's the out of sight thing, and then you get a little <laughs> bit used to that, and then, you know, as long as you can kind of still hear it, you still feel it. But then when you get that out of sight and you can't hear it, that's when it's it sinks in,
2: like, this thing's a ways out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, I mean, what pretty much sealed the deal, too. Then a mic came, of course, and then you got him off to fly, and, and then you started chasing him with that thing oh, and yeah. trying to record that. Oh, man, that was like a little video game. You're up <laughs> there. You're, whoa, that was close. You get real close to him, and the shots that you can get from that camera. Yeah. Oh, it's that thing is insane. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'll be saving that for quite a bit <laughs> before I can get one, but... I think I'm going to get one of those. Those are incredible. I think I'm going to get one. Yeah.
0: So I'm trying to think what else we were flying. So Mike, that was the first time Mike got his hands on the Tundra and we couldn't get it away from him um and i was uh cruising around with the mini tricopter so you know it's yeah, nice to too see to that. see some other people see it and oh, watch man. it
2: fly and that thing's pretty impressive too yeah that thing is that thing is so sturdy i mean i wasn't expecting how like it's like a brick mm-hmm. i mean and you said you slammed into concrete yeah. and you couldn't even tell like it looked in mint condition pretty much i mean yeah. for the most part it looked in mint condition and yeah i'm That's another one of those things. It's like, oh, I need to get one of those, too. You just can't get one (laughs) plane. I know.
0: So, Andre, what about you? Have you uh, got a chance to get out at all, doing some Uh, flying?
1: This weekend, no, due to weather, but last weekend uh – my uh, my buddy dave uh from toronto uh came down to visit actually because he was picking up a couple of airplanes that he would purchased locally here that i had been holding on to and we flew thursday friday saturday it was just it, it was to the point that you know one o'clock in the morning you're doing that mad dash to try and recharge your batteries because you've flown so much that you've depleted the stock and oh it was like, yeah oh, lots of flying so we were up flying the um we're uh, doing a lot of high wing stuff I had my uh, I had my tundra out and that was like the star playing for the weekend because that would deal with any of the winds because the winds kept popping up here and there but I also did something I've been wanting to do since like fall last year which was fly the Pawnee at night
0: oh yeah right right
1: and that was I know you had described and we had seen like the uh, the night vision air uh, last year at flight fest and mm-hmm. it was as we thought it was just a big ball of white and the Pawnee seems they've gone in and they've done channels in the in the wings and stuff, so you can get you get a better definition when you're looking at the aircraft flying through the air. You can actually can see um, everything quite nice. Uh, about the only thing I want to add is that beacon to the tail, but. It was like 8:30. I want to fly at like 9:30, 10 o'clock. So this one will probably come with me to Flight Fest, or even uh, um, this this following uh, later on the month when when I'm down visiting, um, because it was just, uh, you know, with those big with those big tires, I can land it anywhere, and it just it flew nice, but uh we we threw the radians up we were flying the arrows we were flying other little ft planes and just having a good time but i still haven't had a chance to fly any of my warbirds just because the conditions haven't been right and the field conditions have been pretty ratty so and someone asked about my uh, v3.5 from david i am in the middle of building that bad boy up um it is uh, it is quite the uh, quite the tricopter too, Scott. I've got the older tricopter as well, my wooden boon with the DT750s, and they're, they're they're like night and day. Oh,
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is
1: you know i'm looking at them two of them right now and so I'm, I'm slowly last night i was doing all the booms and everything so i've got a million questions for david because i've been flipping between the tricopter build which is like version three and the mini tricopter which asks a bunch of uh, um asks about you know answers a bunch of questions about it but i have a couple other ones i want to poke you know uh, you know just talk to him about just to get, get a little bit more finer detail but uh, i'm enjoying it and i'm looking forward to going up i also flew recently um uh, one of my buddies has sent me a ZMR frame. So I stripped down my, uh, just for, for just a learning experience, I stripped down my, my um, uh, HMB and I put all the equipment onto that one, flashed the ESCs, a whole new learning experience for me. And I had that out on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, sorry, at my parents' place. And it was just crazy. A little 1300, you know, 50C pack. And I'm just blitzing along. I don't even have like the, you know, flight controller, you know, set up. It's just stock settings. I think I've only got like one nut holding it down and there's like, you know, I've only got the top cage only just bolted in place just really lightly. Just to test it and just have it a riot with the thing. I'm like, okay, I better land this thing before I turn into a ball. <laughs>
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. It's so so much better when you get like three, four, five guys together, you know, yeah. and go out and just bomb it around or chase each yeah. other. Or, you know, the thing I always notice, especially when, you know, we were kind of starting out, we get three or four guys or whatever. I don't know why. I guess maybe it's a guy thing you always start pushing each other you see one person do one thing if it's inverted flight and you're like okay fine i'm doing inverted flight too you know so then you're both flying around inverted and then one guy decides he's going to touch the tail and you're like yeah okay all right fine i'll you know and it just (laughs) usually escalates from there until somebody has a gnarly crash you're like okay you
2: win we're done you know except for me that day when uh you you handed me the radio, and you're like, Here, fly my tundra, fly my tundra. And at that time I was in the process of building mine. Right. You know, I needed an LED kit that I was putting in it. And um, I was like, No, no, I can't do it. Like, I haven't been out at all. I don't wanna mess up your plane, like, no, no, go ahead, do it. No. It's like, Oh I can't, no, I don't I don't want to. And then Mike comes and shows up. Here, fly this tundra. He's like, All right, sure. <laughs> He's like, I haven't flown at all, but sure. Yeah. Oh, I was a, I was a the, the spoiler on that one, but i just was not comfortable at that point but but here's
0: a guy (laughs) i know you're new and everything but you fly around the uh the The fx racer yeah the fx racer yeah i I I, do have a
2: little bit i would have been fine to find that because i finally got my tundra together and Uh, flew it, no issues whatsoever and, and flew that around and oh that thing is amazing
1: Well, there was something I took out for the, uh, I was really happy. My EFX racers had a a long history with me. And uh, last year, I warped the wing at Flight Fest because I left it in the car on the back shelf and overheated. Anyhow, it's back up and running. And so this is the first time for like two or three of my buddies to see it. And what I love when you fly the EFX racer, it's like everybody just stops to watch the thing go. Oh,
2: the sound that thing makes is, it's insane. Yeah, that thing is amazing. I haven't flown mine yet this year.
1: I, uh, I, I, it's funny. Every time I fly it, I seem to be having the back. My ear, my times lower and lower and lower because I'm flying it harder <laughs> and harder faster, and harder.
2: faster. Oh, that that thing just screams. And it, then you
1: go to land. The first time you go to land this thing, if you haven't flown it in a while, it's like, yeah, okay, I got to do about three or four approaches to slow down. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, that thing glides. It's amazing how f- how far that thing gl- glides. Yeah. It just yeah. it doesn't slow yeah. down at all. It doesn't. So. <laughs> All right. Well, if uh, let's
0: move on a little bit. Uh, some new products that are on the horizon that we're going to talk about. But one thing, uh, Andre, and I don't know if, how much you know I, about it. Uh, I just seen a couple videos on the new FR Sky Horus radio. Now, mm. generally, it really wouldn't catch my eye that much because I probably wouldn't buy one, or you know, since you know, I got my DX9 and everything. But what really caught me. Like thinking, like whoa, this is kind of strange. Is a couple podcasts ago we were talking about the the Jetty uh, radios and you know how awesome they looked and you know they were about eighteen hundred dollars, you know, and all the features and everything. But the new Horus FR Sky Horus looks the shell and the screen and the buttons and the gimbals and everything look just like the Jetty controller. So I was really kind of piqued my interest. So if they're you know have the same hardware in it. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, um, and I don't know, Andre, if you know a little bit more about it. I just seen some videos. Obviously, it's not out yet or anything like that. But do you know anything more about it?
1: I I haven't uh, I haven't really looked into it yet because I think it's just one of those things going to be out of my price range. But actually, I just googled between the two of them, and I can see what you mean. Um, I think the jetty is still. Del- a little different, but the idea is the same. So they've moved the screen to the top, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I believe it's a touch uh, touch interface screen. Yeah, and the controls and the gimbals and everything. So it is a bigger radio. My, my thing with um, all these um, touch screen interfaces is for you and I. We know what that it won't work for us in the winter.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, but I you know. I don't I think that also it's touchscreen, but you can also I believe use the buttons. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah. On it. Well, I so. mean, I I just know like over the winter, my uh, <laughs> my iPhone would freeze up in in some of the conditions. I'd go out and take a picture, and it would shut down because of the cold. So I'm like, yeah, stuff like this is you know it, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal radio, um, from everything I understand, the interfacing probably needs a little bit more work as they go, and I know, uh, a few people, we know Stewart has got one in his hands, I know, uh, we've seen Bruce Simpson talk about it on his YouTube channel, so, I mean, it looks like a gorgeous radio, um, but, uh. I don't know. It, I, maybe they're going to get to the point, very much like the Jetty, where you're going to say, okay, this is what I'm buying. Because we know the protocols are great. And from there, it's just all about software and user mm-hmm. interface stuff and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I love my Tyrannus. Love that radio to pieces. So.
0: Right, right. Um, and a lot of people do. So, I was kind of excited once I seen the new style and what they were maybe going for and, you know, if they got the the, the software, you know up you know yeah. the more complicated software and more features and I it,
1: I don't even think they initially complicated I think it's one of those things is if they can get the user interface so that anybody can pick it up the thing is if i were to throw you <laughs> If I was to throw you my my uh, my Tyrannus and say here build a model, you would probably be very frustrated.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that. what David said. Yeah, it's the so only thing he hated it. about it.
1: Yeah, and it's you've got twenty million ways to do it, and you know it's just one of those things. But I mean, my background—I came from the nine X, which I immediately modified. So I was very used to that interface and that design style. I mean, you just figure out what you like, but I think what's this is probably what they're trying to do, and this is probably where um, they're they're really starting to probably dial in their user interface, so they can attack that market that you know people like uh, JR have a stronghold on, and even like Spectrum, like because mm-hmm. user interfaces are beautiful. It's like tick 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 done. So
0: yeah, and uh, Scott, I think you got the newer DX6, right? Yeah, and so you got the new interface and everything, and I'm. You know, yes. not that I'm. I, I like my DX9 I everything, mean, but when they changed everything over and went to that new user interface, it is so. So
2: Your nine didn't have that. Oh, it does. That, that does. But my, my old one, your my eight, eight didn't. didn't. Oh know? yeah, that new one. I mean, that's all I've known. So oh, okay, but right. That is. It's super easy. So like, simple. It's, it's like very my, yeah. intuitive. Yeah, and. Um, and that's one of
0: the one of the big things I really like about it. Like, well, it's I like so how easy. many planes you can put in there. Oh yeah, I mean that
2: was my like first kind of beginner. You know, I got the Delta Ray that came with the remote, and of course, I wanted something better that I could store multiple planes with. And I saw that one when that came out. I was like, oh, price point's pretty good. Right, and it can do everything that the the other remotes can do. It's the same kind of interface as the higher ones. It just can't do as many channels. And that thing's been pretty neat. Yeah. Well, it would be interesting
0: to see. We'll have to keep our eye on the uh, that fr sky Horus and see. You know, I'm mean, really interested in the price. Like, if, they, if it's fairly close to the jetty and they can cut that price like in half, I'd be kind of interested. I think. I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's move on. One thing I really wanted to talk about today, because I uh, I was um, I guess kind of shocked that they brought this out. I mean. Hobby King now uh, is bringing out the Quantum Follow Me aerial action camera drone. Now, how many times, Andre, (laughs) have we sat in here and made fun of a lot of these Kickstarter projects of, like, say, the Lily, and there are some other ones out there, um, you know, that were like, this is crazy, this is stupid, da-da-da, nobody's going to buy it, it's going to crash, it's going to hurt, you know. So for Hobby King to bring this out, I don't know if you guys agree with me or whatever. I was pretty shocked about it. I'm like, man, I'm, what are these guys doing? Are they really, you know, kind of diving into this market of, you know, a follow me drone? You know, so I tried to keep an open mind and I watched all the videos. Now, have you guys seen any, Andre? Have you seen, seen the videos on it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, obviously, at first, I was kind of on the fence. Uh, so I watched all the videos, uh, read about it checked it all out. And now here's the thing. It it really got me thinking. There's been a lot of times, I guess, where you want to go out and try to film maybe something and it doesn't have to be some big cinematic scene or whatever, but I'm by myself. Okay. So if I'm trying to do something or in film at the same time, you know, when you're by yourself, you can't do that. And I can see in a way where this is kind of kind of beneficial for that person who's not really big in the r c e but would like to do a little filming and again with a follow me drone you're not gonna get you're gonna get some cool stuff but you're not gonna get that real deep you know cinematic uh type um of video, I don't think. That's just my personal opinion after flying the Phantom for how long. But I can see if you're just going out and have fun, whether you're with your buddies or you're, uh, I don't care, if you're on a motorcycle or something or out jogging around or hiking, you know, where you want to get that shot, you know, and you're by yourself. You can't really do that too well because, you know, unless you, you get yourself in the shot with your controller. And so I can kind of see the benefits of it. Now, Most of the other follow-me drones that are out there, the way they they worked and the way they operated, I thought was a little silly. Now, I know Horizon there for a while, they had their little magic wand. (laughs) And I I really haven't heard too much about that. I don't, you know, there's not a lot of like, hey, this is the greatest thing in the world type thing. I don't, you know, uh, it's been pretty quiet lately. So digging into this quantum follow-me drone, uh, the one thing I really do like about it, Andre, and I, I know you checked it out, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, obviously you're wearing a tracker, and you slide it up on your arm, or you can wear it on your belt, they said, you know, if you didn't want it on your arm, but it's got a watch, like a smart watch that you wear, and the cool thing about it is it has all your information right on it. So, um, you know, it's got all your telemetry, your um, battery, uh, your buttons. You can actually fly it from the watch. Oh, wow. So you get this thing set up. Say you're, you're, you're going to go for a, a, like a, a run or a jog kind of like up maybe up this t- single track mountain or something. So you take off um, and you can change your altitude. And move it, move it around right from your watch, and you get it set, and you can just take off. Well, you're like, okay, well, maybe I want it to fly to the side of me now while I'm jogging up this mountain. You just take your watch, hit the buttons, move it to the side, check your battery, you know, check your telemetry, your speed, your altitude. Everything's right on that watch, which is kind of cool. And you know, you can still operate. You can do your return to home. Um, it's got like five different modes. I have to read through there. Um, and it's com- completely controlled by the watch, has auto takeoff, auto land, auto return to home, uh, launch point, circle, wash. Sh- yes, circle shooting mode, hover mode, pan shot mode, and of course it has the follow me. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's diff- it's a little bit different than what some of these other companies. You know, I think they thought thought it you know through a little bit more. Um, it does have a quantum 4k action camera and the other cool thing that i think think's neat because you can kind of set up your shot and see what it looks like it's also going to have a remotely operated app off your phone yeah uh, so you can get it set up and, you know um, so you could stream directly from it I don't know if you're going to be able to stream from it but you can set your shot up from your phone so say you get oh, okay. it up and you and you know you're kind of going it'll it'll stream right to your phone and you can kind of see at least have an idea what your shot looks like yeah. so you know can take
1: a selfie
0: yeah you can take <laughs> a selfie but well,
1: you know what also it breaks down nicely too
0: yes it's foldable oh wow uh, comes in a nice little carrying case uh they're saying it has a 55 milliamp uh, battery now again it's kind of like a phantom 2 the battery's proprietary so you're gonna have to buy that battery for that unit they're claiming around 25 minutes um what's the price point on that uh it's not too bad it's about 455 dollars oh wow um so but man i would i would like to get a hold of one of these honestly just to really See, see
1: what the
2: technology yeah. Can yeah. do, especially since you do have a phantom yeah kind of compare and right see, like. and yeah
0: you know so what do you think andre i mean now i've kind of spilled because i was really kind of against these for a long time where you're just going to throw something out in the air and let it just go by itself but i think this is a little bit different you know what i mean
1: yeah, but how is it for avoidance? That's the other thing. You
0: know? I, it's not going to be. I mean, you, <laughs> uh,
1: that's that's it. So if you're riding right. up the mountain on your mountain, with your mountain bike, going down the hill, it's well. I guess if you set the altitude, but, yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're distracted on your motor and your mountain bike going down the hill. You're not going to be paying attention to this thing. So I think it's it's got applications. It's but it's got potential. And imagine, okay. We've seen what the Phantom Four can do, and they're just on the cusp of looking at their, um, uh, you know, that tracking software. And a buddy of mine who's got one uh, set up his Phantom, and he had a, you know, he had his grandchildren running around the park, you know, mm-hmm. and the Phantom was just tracking the kids. It was awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then you mix in the future avoidance technology, and you know, great, we got little spying drones everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how it goes. See what uh, it'd be interesting to see other people's. Uh, is that out yet? Or no, is it it's not like, out yet, your... but it's uh, going to be out. I think very very soon. But wow. still, I, I'd love to get my hands on it and just play with it a little bit, you know, and see you know what the capabilities really are, how you can really push the limits with it. But I'm starting to slowly come around a little bit. You know, and say, okay, it's the technology's getting a the little coolest better. coolest factor
2: is definitely there. Yeah. That
0: is kind of neat. Right. The price isn't that bad. Um, and it, it is cool. I thought that how they just made it like a normal watch and everything's on it. You can control it, you know, right from the watch. One thing I don't like about a lot of these things and some of the other um, camera drones uh, that run like a GoPro or a knockoff GoPro, the nice thing about any of the Phantoms is you have one battery, and that runs everything, your camera, everything. So, you know, with this, where you're running their camera, it's just like the GoPro or whatever. You have the battery in the camera. Oh. You know what I mean? So not only do you got to make sure that that battery is charged up and ready to go and also your your um, camera for the quad. That's one thing I really don't like about them. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, they claim on here if you're downhill racing, skateboarding, rock climbing, whatever, uh, the Follow Me drone will capture it in... Uh, third person view Focusing completely on you And from all perspective That was previously impossible to achieve Controlled completely by the watch Worn by the user Once you've put on the watch Follow me tracker You just turn it on Select flight mode Press a button Take off And get on a bike Skateboard run, Running track Or whatever With your own personal drone Following you And recording all the action As it happens with an almost launch-and-forget capability, follow me as an ideal aerial action camera partner for solo action sports videographers. You don't need a second person to operate it and coupled with the footage from personal cameras fitted to helmets or equipment. It'll add that special dimension, action, video, movies, like nothing else. All your gear is stored in an attractive red carry case. So, we'll have to see. Uh, let me see if I can give you the... Video resolution, it will shoot 4K, 25 frames a second, 2.7 at 30, 1080 at 60, 720 at 120. It's got 170 degree uh, field of view. Uh, it, uh, it's only running on a 3-cell, but it is a 5500, so we'll have to see. You know, That's the other thing I was wondering. I know like my Phantom's not super fast. I mean, it... I can get it going up around 30 miles an hour or so. So here's something only flying on three cells... And you get on a bike and you start really hauling. I wonder if it's going to be able to keep up with you rather well, because that would suck when you turn around. You, <laughs>
2: you, <laughs> you know,
0: because you know. here, here's the thing: if <laughs> if that thing's a, a, a track, well, I guess it's actually going off of the GPS tracker that you're wearing. But I wonder. I'm, I'm sure the distance on that it's got is pretty good. But I wonder if you can actually get out far enough to where the thing goes. Whoop! Wait, wait a minute. Where'd he go? I don't know what to do now. <laughs> then what happens? You know. So I don't know. We'll see. But it does include uh, the quantum follow-me action camera drone, the camera, 4K uh, camera, the gimbal, 945 self-tightening props, the watch, the tracker, the landing legs, charger, charger cable, and the carrying case. So we'll have to keep our eye on that one. All right, next thing I wanted to talk about. uh, Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. And this was another shocker to me that I didn't think that – I knew it was going. Somebody was going to do it, and it was going to get out there. Of course, everybody kind of knows we we have the head play goggles that I absolutely love. Um, Scott, I don't know if
2: you have you tried on my Never head Never taken plays? a ride. You, yeah, you showed them to me. Yeah, but. Uh, I- they're pretty impressive.
0: So again, uh, Quantum has actually teamed up with Fat Shark, which I was real again. I was surprised with that because Fat Shark's got their own products and their own goggles and everything. So, but they teamed up with Quantum, and they're bringing out the new Quantum Fat Shark Genesis HD FPV goggles with the integrated forty-channel five point eight gigahertz and the big plus the diversity receiver. Now, I think they're bringing these out too to. Um, Help with the new uh, Mini Connex uh, FPV uh, System That they just Released You know To where you can uh, Fly around And do FPV racing In HD So and again I don't know a lot about this, Andre, and I know with the head plays, a lot, why a lot of the racers don't wear them is they got that slight delay in them from the processing, you know, with the HD. The
1: bigger screen, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it would be interesting to see with these if they have some kind of – imagine they've got to have some kind of delay in there. Uh, let's see. The guys over at Quantum and Part- Partnership and Renault FPV Goggle Design Fat Shark have done it again. As they usher the new era FPV goggles and again set the benchmark for others. Uh, the follow-me new or the follow with the new Quantum Genesis HD FPV goggle. The Genesis will be the perfect companion for the new wave of HD digital FPV drone racing system coming to the market this year and for any analog FPV equipment. Uh, molded in yellow plastic, black lightweight foam and headset with its ergonomic faceplate area and adjustable three-position head strap have been optimized for comfort. Integrated into the headset design is a massive high quality 5.5 LCD screen with magnification lens capable of 1280 by 720 resolution and a 40 channel diversity receiver module, which includes a race band. Headset also incorporates a mini HDMI port AV in port, allowing external FPV signal to be used along with the AV out port and a micro USB port for firmware upgrades. A five-way joystick and OSD allows for brightness and contrast adjustments, band channel selections, and push-button operated. So, uh, th- the thing I was hoping is to have a price on them, but they don't have anything else on here as far as price or anything. So, I don't know. Do you think they're going to be more than the head plays or less, Andre?
1: well i say more
0: you think more just because maybe they're because
1: diversity and you're getting the you know the brand name from fat they probably teamed up with fat Trek so they can get the race band uh specifically
0: and then maybe uh, the diversity good diversity yeah, well, receiver yeah,
1: really good diversity so yeah you know probably gonna be right in line with like you know head play version 2.0 <laughs> you know
0: yeah that could be so i'm really interested in the in the price point
1: yeah I mean, I know, I know, I've got my eyes all looking very closely. Actually, I guess that's one of the benefits. I was really on the cusp of buying some goggles, and and I'm holding off. So when I come down, I'm gonna an opportunity to try all the ones that the guys at at Flight Fest Flight mm-hmm. Test have, mm-hmm. as well as check out your head plays. So then I can get to know what I like. Um, the guys over at B, um, BSM, yeah, BMS Web. Um, Paul and Thomas did a nice little review on uh, a couple sets of Fat Shark goggles and some uh, Sky Zones. Mm-hmm. And what was really neat was Paul was telling me that when he wore when he wears the HD goggles, which are the um, the really high end Fat Shark ones, uh, the HD twos, he has issues uh, focusing because the, the image is so big mm-hmm. that he has he has an issue discerning focus i'm like the, i can't watch 3d movies and i'm a video there. and uh-huh. i learned that one that i couldn't because my eyes are focusing everywhere looking at depth of field and and, and uh-huh. focus and stuff like this so the, the really big screens drive me crazy i think so i'm probably going to be looking at like the dominator 3 they're smaller but i think i'll just have a better flying experience so i anyway, i get to experience all that when i come down because uh, you know everybody has uh, everybody's telling me what i should and should buy
0: <laughs> yeah and it's and that's the thing with the price of, you know, the FPV goggles. That was my big thing is uh, That's
1: why I haven't gotten
2: into it yet. I mean, I would love to get an FPV, uh, but the price is is at a point and the technology changes like on a weekly basis. It's like as soon yeah. as you buy something now, mm-hmm. oh, one week Later, there's something even better. I was like, but "Oh,
1: that it But the I'm
2: price so is coming down for everything well, too. It,
1: and I'm still rocking out. I know everybody goes crazy, but I'm still rocking away with my uh, my old teleporter V threes, mm-hmm. and they are. Um, uh, you know, th- they're a good enough view for me, uh, like t- David's giggling because he's like, I know why you're running into the tree all the time, you can't see them <laughs> Kit, those right. and they are like super tiny, but when I got into it they were at a price point I could afford, they came with a camera, it's funny because the other day I flew with the old Fat Shark uh, Pilot HD, like version one go- uh, uh, um, cameras it's horrible now. Yeah. even, even <laughs> Even those e sheen kits that I throw into things like the FT Arrow, uh-huh. they've got a better, clearer, and crisper picture. And then um, I was flying with that uh, that little elite uh, FPV transmitter that runs off the 1S, Chris, and the view from that on the little, little arrow uh-huh. was beautiful.
0: <laughs> nice
1: you know and it was just like the grass was green and everything uh-huh. and it was really crisp but it's just funny how the te- you're right the technology is getting smaller and faster and better all the time but that's um, a serious when when you're talking about $350 anywhere from 300 US right. too we're not talking canadian here yeah makes you um, think <laughs> Oh, it's not one you're going to rush into. Um, what I Whatever I will buy, I will make sure that I can put as many channels into the thing as possible. Because the other week when we were flying at the field, everybody was stuck on the Fat Shark 8 because they either had, you know, uh, transmitters that were limited or they're um, uh, uh, either... The, yeah, they're limited to the eight because of the transmitter or the receiver end of it, so it's a little frustrating. So I'm moving stuff over and doing a bunch of hack projects on my existing hardware. But um, yeah, and a couple. There's some comments here on the uh, on, on the Periscope feed. I don't race, and uh, so I'm not too too worried about it. I, I do want some cameras that can catch up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are saying they like their Sky Zone with 32 channel diversity and stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna have diversity eventually because I'm building up that FPV tracking system. So right. That I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna have diversity coming off that, and then I'm gonna transmit on like a 25 milliwatt from the from the ground station to my goggles. Yeah, and
0: very interested in these. And I have to see how how they are, how comfortable they are, um, you know, and how they're working and everything. But my my thinking is, and two, one of the reasons uh, we got the head play is because. They were one of the first things out with the HDMI, HDMI and I can yes. plug in. You know, I put the module on my my Phantom Three, and I can plug them into my Phantom and wear the goggles. Oh, that's awesome, we, and still get the HD image. <laughs> yeah, which that's is awesome, unbelievable. And they yeah. are really comfy. But one of my biggest gripes too for just normal FPV flying, because it does not have the diversity receiver. And I have some of the original original ones before they had the race band, so I don't have race band. But now the newer ones have the newer module with the race band. So, like you said, Andre, I I think soon they'll probably have a version 2 out. We'll have to see what they do, and it's going to have diversity. But I can see myself, if these goggles are at the right price point and they're as good as what they're claiming, is maybe selling my head plays to somebody else or somebody looking to get into it and buying these with the diversity. Because I really like the diversity, and then I can still use them with my Phantom 3 and everything. So Exactly.
1: exactly.
0: So, I don't know. We'll We'll see um
1: whatever i pick up is i'm in the same boat because uh i do want something with hdmi because i want to future-proof myself for at least the next couple of years and and james is just you know he's going to steal my uh he'll steal those goggles. even though i built him up those other quantum uh, ones with a little mini receiver actually i picked up i just got another one of those little mini uh Sheen 32 channels and that's going to get strapped on top of my bat shark so then i can open up my channel range a little bit so hmm yep now i'm just having fun with fpv it's really nice um and, and getting that aero kit and building that up really got me back into buying <laughs> fpv it's just been so nice
0: yeah because it's something you really don't have to worry about like you i've seen you do a hundred times you chuck it up in the air and just have fun and go for it if you crash yeah. it you crash it you yeah, know you, you got giggle. a what a 25 dollar fpv yeah. kit on it you know exactly exactly
1: uh, it's 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 really it's really taken in the stress away from flying and i've been enjoying the fev i'll be doing some bigger stuff as the summer goes along and i've got a couple other nice piece of kits that i'm working on and building up and obviously whatever i whenever i fly the tricopter even that mini quad the first thing i said about the little mini quad is like i got to get the fev rig back on this thing because i you know tracking it visually is fine and dandy but i just want to get flying and i want to experience you know what the guys are doing in that 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 that's that falling Sensation and you know just dropping down and knowing that I can recover and go and just start having. I've never flipped a quad before, so I'm looking forward to those doing the flips and rolls.
0: It's scary, man. <laughs> I I've only done it a few times with the mini quad, but it, I don't know. I, I'm not real good at it yet, and I get too nervous. And I, I you know you roll it and it, the sky's tumbling. And you're like, what?
2: And you're trying to g- so for that. Do you have to get good at flipping it like line of sight first, and then? I don't. Experience, I didn't just, even just, try a line of sight. Flying. I just go just on go FPV and go for <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, your perspective. You're, you're I perspect- guess it's different.
2: It's so different. Your perspective yeah.
0: different. It doesn't. and I'm almost at that point now where I fly better FPV than I do just regular you know, flying line of sight. You know, I can still fly line of sight, but I can do way more FPV <laughs> than I can line of sight. I'm not going to lie about that uh you know even when i first got the miniature i think i talked about it uh, we got it all set up and i don't know it was a couple of days later or whatever i hovered it in my front yard like off the ground okay it's good goggles down gone i didn't even <laughs> fly it around fpv because no. you know that thing's so small too and you get 20 feet away and start spinning around you have no idea which direction yeah, that, that thing's thing going. Awesome. so i don't know that's just me all right anything else on that we'll move right along
1: move on
0: okay now Let's uh, jump into Horizon Hobby a little bit. And as everybody knows, uh, Joe Nall's going on. And one of the biggest, probably maybe the biggest uh, RC events in the country. And um, another shocker that I, sometimes they amaze me and sometimes they don't. Like, you know, they they brought out the the new uh, Spitfire, which I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, Brought, redone the... um, the P-47, the Corsair. And, you know, I like what they did. And they went more scale and everything. And they're more look like the FMS planes and everything. But, you know, that's fine. I, and, and I'm glad they're doing that. But every now and then they kind of surprise me. So what we're going to talk about next is a just released the E-Flight Timber. And it's a high wing stole aircraft uh, with big wheels in floats. So basically it's right on the... Um, the tundra, the fun cub, uh, pretty close, you know, like the beaver, Uh, it's in that category. And let's back up a little bit. Uh, a while back, um, let's see, I ended up getting the carbon Z cub. I love that thing. It's a beast. I mean, I literally just, it's a beast, but it's very big. Kind of hard to transport, and it takes really large, six-cell, 5,000 milliamp batteries. Oh, wow, I didn't
2: realize it took that. Wow.
0: Yes. But it is unbelievable <laughs> to fly. It's so much fun. So I'm like, man, if they could just do this in a smaller version, you know, something like more of a park flyer, I would just be unbelievable so a little bit later they come out with this sport cub and i mean we seen it heard it talked about it They had it at the toledo show and i was just like i gotta have one of these i this is this is going to be great well they put it out i bought it and was kind of disappointed in it and i think you you might have flown it i don't remember we we kind of did yeah, a review yeah, on it yeah one. last yeah. year and out of the box it's pretty docile like yep. it it has as3x and i guess their thinking was, and I was complete looking at it different than what they were. You know, they brought this thing out for somebody stepping up from their next plane. That would be a good second plane. It's very easy to fly. It's very slow. It's got vortex generators on it. You can put the flaps on it, you know, uh, if you want down the road. Um, But it was very docile, like going from the carbon Z cub with all that power and it could do anything imaginable or even like a fun cub or something and went to that. I was like, wow, what happened here? Now there is an easy upgrade for it. You can change a prop. I think I put a 10, I want to say a 10, eight prop upgraded to a, uh, 30 amp ESC. And it did really wake up the plane. Like it's got a lot more power is a lot more versatile. Um, the stole capabilities were quite a bit better. Um, but still not, what i really thought it was going to be and i think a lot of other people too i've talked to some other people that have the plane they're like yeah i mean it's a fun airplane it flies fantastic don't get me wrong but it wasn't what i really expected and i think a lot of other people yeah just didn't have that little bit of extra you know flying capabilities of like a fun cub or something so boom there it was and i still fly it now and then and and i'll put it in the hands of you know somebody likes to step up or wants to move up so then uh, obviously everybody knows we have the Beaver fly the daylights out of the Beaver. And again, the Beaver is an awesome airplane. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, but again, it's it's a little more on the scale side. It doesn't have a ton of power. You know, you're not going to go out and hover with it. Uh, it'll do your basic loops, rolls, knife edge, inverted, stuff like that. But it looks fantastic in the air. It's got the navigation lights and the landing lights on it. It does come with flights, floats. So it was kind of one of those first kind of do-all type of airplanes you know, when it came out besides the, the Fun Cub. Um, all we did, Wayne and I, is we, we changed the wheel size on it, put some big foam wheels on it, and it really made that airplane a, you know, a fun, capable, fly anywhere, do anything type of airplane. And it flies like a tank. Like, we've been out in 30-mile-an-hour winds. The thing just, it doesn't do anything bad. It just flies good. So, moving on. Next comes out, the tundra. And, again, it's something, you know, they've took some of the things of what the beaver does good and some of the things of what the fun cub does good, mixed everything together, took the bad aspects of the beaver and the the fun cub, fixed those, and made the tundra. And it's, a as you know, you you just got one. It's a phenomenal airplane. It's got power. uh, It's got stole capabilities. It's got the big wheels on it. You know, take off and land anywhere, does anything. It'll hover, you know, go inverted, has the power, has the floats in it. So they're really kind of just stepping up the game a little bit. You know, I, what do you think, Andre? With the Tundra, just just a little, you know, the little extras they did with it, it, it stepped it up, made it a little bit better than the Fun Cub. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, a little cleaner, just a little bit more modern looking.
0: Right. So Horizon brings out the timber, and which I was really, I didn't see this coming. I don't know if anybody else did. And the, the funny thing was, I was at work And if anybody knows me Friends and stuff I In my job I can't really Check my phone too much Especially when I get Really busy But my phone I mean the second This thing out I think uh, Pat was actually One of the first yeah, ones My phone too. was just Beep <laughs> beep beep All day I Message after message After message An email And I'm like Finally it was A couple hours later I finally was like What is going on And I look And they're uh, what, you know, what the heck Is this timber You know <laughs> And so finally got home and I got to really check it out. And I, I was really shocked. Um, and Andre, I know I talked to you about it. I uh, talked to Wayne a little bit. And I think it's really going to give the Tundra some serious competition In, mm-hmm. in, you know, um, let me get to some specs. The thing most that I was shocked about—it's a big airplane. Did you see the wingspan on that thing, Andre?
1: Fifteen hundred millimeters.
0: Yeah, sixty-one inch yeah, wingspan. Pretty big. Yeah. that's a big <laughs> airplane. Uh, but here, I'm going to tell you some things I do like about it. Uh, it has a large wingspan. It's got the droop uh, uh, wings on the ends for for better stall characteristics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they got the hinged flaps on it, like the the Beaver and the Tundra and the Fun Cub, so they stepped up their flap game with that. Um, I think with the landing gear, here's a couple things I learned about the landing gear uh, yesterday, Andre, that I think you'll like. First of all, I thought it was just going to be the normal, big, goofy, foam tires that everybody else is putting on to where, you, really, you can't land on any hard surface with them all because right. they just bounce and, and it's a disaster you know if you're in grass or dirt or rough terrain they work great the wheels on the timber andre are big squishy foam wheels
1: nice
0: you didn't know that did you
1: they almost look like rubber i'm looking at the photos
0: yeah and i did just found that out yesterday so technically they said this thing is no problem on any kind of hard surface the second thing i do like about their landing gear is at the hinge point at the body, there actually is a like a hinge pin in there. So then that landing gear is made to actually flex. So those springs that, that are connecting the landing gear is what gives it its actual uh, sturdiness. So yeah. so you know it's not like any of the other planes where you know they got the regular wire landing gear. You know, and, and, and with springs, so you, you still could, could possibly flex that, that wire gear. Where with this, they're, they're strictly on the springs, and they got a hinge on oh, there. Wow. So them things are always constantly. And the cool thing I like about that, I, I think, again, this is all speculation because <laughs> we're, we're learning about it. I think on rough terrain, that's going to give a little bit more give, you know, to the gear as it's trying to take off, you know, more of a, sh- a shock absorption. I could be wrong, you know. I but I think you're going to get a little more initial movement out of it. So I thought that was rather interesting. The other thing looking at it, it looks like the floats can go on and off fairly quickly. I know especially with the beaver, it, it was kind of a nightmare to switch between the two. Um and I haven't I haven't put the floats on the tundra yet, and but they look fairly look easy. No, it, yeah, doesn't, it, look to it do doesn't look too bad. So that I think between the tundra and the timber, the floats are going to go on a lot easier than what the uh, the uh, beaver does. Yeah. Um, navigation lights. Now, th- here's the that's funny thing. We we talked to uh, Stuart, Stuart when we did the thing, and we we're like, hey, did you ever think, you know, that's one of the things we really like about the beaver is, you know, you're at dusk or early morning, and it's got all the lights and the strobes and the rotating beacons and the landing lights, and it just makes that little bit, extra you know like ah you know so horizon put surprisingly um it has the navigation lights the strobes the rotating beacons (laughs) and the landing lights on it
2: yeah so that's
0: a really cool feature about this airplane yeah that's
2: why i was on the fence between the beaver and the tundra i was like i really wanted those lights but the tundra had the power It was new it had all the features i liked so i pulled the trigger on the tundra And then in addition to that, I ordered like a a navigation, the Turnagy, you know, LED navigation kit and put that and retrofitted it into the Tundra. So now I have the best of both worlds, but you know, that was... It's a pain to that's, do.
1: <laughs> that's what I do with my fun cup. Exactly. Yeah. And I am I love the Tundra so much right now that I don't want to cut into it to put the lights in. But yes. I it that, that's one it thing. took
2: me forever. Like I want to be really careful and not mess it up. And I'm glad it's yeah. done now. So it's done. I mean, I, it looks awesome. And yeah. it's pretty um, cool.
1: I'll probably end up having to do that. You know what, Chris? Uh, I just. Why just.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Come on, spit it out.
1: Why would they put the battery in the belly? You know that drives me crazy, especially with an AS3X plane. It makes it so difficult to load. Yeah. you know, you, you got to flip the airplane over in the field and stuff like this and it's uh, you know. I,
0: I do agree with you. Um, I kind of wondered the same thing and it's a sa- and the beaver is also that was one of my oh, biggest really? gripes. Well, I
2: didn't realize. Yeah,
0: yes, that. the beaver, you flip it upside down, the hatch is on the bottom oh, in between wow. the landing gear. And it is a, can be a nightmare and wow. it, you know, to get the battery in and out with that thing. That mm-hmm. is one thing I do not like. And I agree with you 100%, Andre. Why they got it in the bottom, I don't know. I wish they just would have done either like the, the Fun Planet Cub, Cub. Or, or the Tundra and, yeah, slide it in the top. No, oh, it's just sitting on and ground. makes the yeah. battery swap so much easier. Yeah. So I agree with you there.
1: Because I learned that one with the uh, the Albatross. And I'm like, oh, this thing is infuriating. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And they do that a lot with their airplanes. A lot of their batteries are in the bottom like that. And two, the other thing is always makes me a little nervous. I have had the hatch pop up. I'm trying to think. I think it was wow, a well, Sport if Cub.
2: If you're on the floats, though. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the
0: floats, that's really <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really dig into the pictures that much to see what kind of um, – like uh, connection is for the battery hatch. If it's, it's maybe both,
1: it's a button. It's a button click. Uh, oh, uh, okay. North or north or north or north. So it's got. A, it's a plastic. Yep. Uh, plastic mechanism. So in the winter, I don't know.
0: Eh. Yeah. They're they're not too bad. They got their uh, little click button battery hatches are pretty good so far cool. than what I've seen because I think your Sukhoi has it. So you kind of know what they're like.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's the whole to upper canopy. Stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. um, Now, here's a couple other things I wanted to touch on uh, because when Wayne first seen the floats and how the rudder mechanism was on Mm. it, he's like, oh, man, why did they go to that system? Because the Beaver has a similar system, and it can be a pain. We had to do some modification on the Beaver, um, but looking a little bit closer into it, uh, they did change some things around. The only thing I don't know about, we'll have to see, uh, are the little arms that connect uh, to the, the rudder wheel. The, where yeah. the fishing line or string come out off the rudders and connect. If that's a little bit better than the beaver and they got that system better, it's going to work better. And also what I notice uh, on the beaver um, to, to help keep the rudder center is just a rubber band. And those rubber bands either didn't work right or didn't have enough strength. And we had to do some modification and run like two on one or one. On, they it, it just didn't work real well. Where on the timber, I see that they actually have a spring on there. So there's no way that that thing really, you know, unless you do something probably stupid, it's not going to wear out, you know, too quick or over, over time. And I think it's going to work better to help center those rudders. Um... And I can't remember on the beaver, but on the timber, they also have a spring on the rudder. So, like, if you're going along, you hit something in the water or whatever, or maybe you, like, do like we do is we like to shoot them up on the ground, you know, those rudders just spring right up.
1: Oh, okay, they're that's spring. Neat. They're that's spring really out. Neat. Yeah. So that's that is really
0: a neat. really good idea.
1: That is not on the Tundra. The Tundra's rudder mechanism is just a straight shaft. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. and that comes off the tail wheel, right? Yes. Like yep. into the water. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's a straight piece. Okay.
0: Yeah, And they did a good design on the floats. It's got the 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 water splash things on the front of the yep. floats for the pro. I mean, it, they did a real good job with them. Uh, plastic coated, I think, in the in the bottom. So you're not going to have any problems with those floats. So. They took some design and, and, you know, made it a little bit better. But, again, until you actually see it, touch it, feel it, smell it, fly it, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, let's say I'll read just a little bit of it, what they're telling us here. Sporty performance, amazing stole capabilities. Now, I did watch the video, and I'm sure you guys did too. I will say the stole capabilities, yes. they look really well. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I'm not real sure about, and it'll be interesting to see. Now, this, it, it comes with the slats. And they're an option. Now, I don't know. I can't really tell. And I, I know we're gonna have Matt Andron or Andron on here fairly soon, and we're gonna you know obviously <laughs> ask them. But I don't know if they just stick on or if they actually can kind of clip on. If they can clip on, like say one day you want to go out, maybe oh, with your buddy, yeah. say your buddy gets one, you want to do some stole competition or something. So you 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 clip the the slats on, you really go at it, or you just want you know to, to cruise around and go slow and you know, whatever then you know if there's another day you want to go out you can pop them off you know they said it was a lot more aerobatic obviously without the slats if you can just pop them off i can't tell from the pictures i I, you know yeah you don't know if they
2: got glue in yeah yeah
0: yeah, and it would really stink if they're you know use double-sided tape or you glue them on or whatever and then they're stuck there that would really irritate me knowing that i have slats (laughs) but once i put them on i can't take them off I'm hoping, hoping that they just kind of maybe clip on somehow. That would be fantastic. But, again, they're kind of thinking outside the box. They kind of went with all these Vortex generators for a little while, and I thought, well, figure they were going to put them on this thing. But, no, they actually kind of went the other way and did some real slats like a real airplane. So I got to give them some props for that. So uh, functional slotted flaps, optional leading-edge slats. Shock absorbing main gear with Tundra style wheels, realistic uh, EDO style floats with dual water rudders, LED navigation lights, landing lights, beacons, and uh, wingtip strobes. Lightweight. Oh, here's the other thing I, uh, I do like about that. This plane is f- quite lightweight for the size of it. And because of that, it has that hollow core wing construction on it, just like yeah. a lot of the other planes. So I, I like, there's good and bads with that good it's lightweight you know you get you can put uh it's just more versatile because it's lightweight but the hollow core foam wings are a little bit kind of more brittle than like a solid chunk of you know foam and we found that out with the uh night vision air when mikey put it (laughs) into the tree But a cool design, cool design. Durable Z-Foam material, which they always have. Now, it does have an AS3X receiver with the optional Safe Select technology. And what's really cool is you can bind it in different things to add the safe to it. So if you want it on or off, you don't have to have it. Uh, It does have, obviously, um, brushless motor. I think it's a Power 10. I'll have to double check on that. Three-cell LiPo battery, 2200. So it's going to use, you know, your standard... Uh, battery. Let me see if it says, I think...
1: Size 10 brushless. Yeah.
0: Which... I was a little shocked by that for the size of that airplane. I thought it was going to twelve
1: by yeah, and twelve
0: by four, which is pretty standard for these uh, high wings. Um, But man, that's a big wingspan for. Just seems like for a power ten, maybe they put it on there and found out it worked really good. And you're getting, you know, if you're running a twenty two hundred, that you're, you know, getting good battery life out of it. But I think I did hear or read somewhere, maybe it was on the forums, that they you can actually put up to a thirty two hundred battery in there.
1: Well, it makes sense if you've got a battery, if you've bought yourself an Apprentice over time, right? Yeah. So. So. All right. So here's the big question. All right. So we've now seen the Mini Apprentice. Yep. We now have this, you know, 61-inch wingspan airplane. Mm Mm-hmm where do they all slot in now right because obviously they're they played with their lineup and you know when when people come to us and say what is your suggestion now, obviously we want to get one of these in our hands obviously and it right. but you know if we're looking at that you know and because it's got safe then you're like yeah, it's probably very much in line with like we say with the tundra and everything and all those other high wings it's like your third or fourth plane when you're a little bit more proficient right yeah you still can get into a whole lot of trouble yes with these things yes so.
0: yes yeah yeah it's a big thing with the extra powers can get you in trouble um and as we all know and you probably figured out scott you know when you got them big flaps on there and you got them oh, things yeah. all the way down <laughs> it's and squishy. you're yes it <laughs> gets ru- are squishy. yes it, they get really mushy and they don't really do anything bad but it, it, it's just a different yeah. experience yeah. you know so yeah i agree with you andre <clears throat> you're you're probably looking at you know like your third or, or fourth plane you know yeah.
1: And, and, you know, it's it's we're right back into the you know, Ford versus GM, Mac versus PC. Yeah, it is. It is what do you want? Right. And I was asked a couple of questions, and and my response was, you know what? Awesome. It's it's fantastic that all these man because everybody's doing their little you know. Oh look, so and so's copying so and but who cares? The point is, that yeah. We have suppliers. We have manufacturers. Who are listening, and they're producing stuff, and they're, you know, basically, you know, enticing us to, you know, deplete our hard-earned dollars really rapidly, so,
0: <laughs> right. too rapidly.
1: Now, now I, am I going to buy another high wing? Most likely not, because between I, I, my poor Fun Cub is just sitting there. Actually, I got to fix that motor, and I got to, you know, I want to strip out the uh, the lights I put in the the LED strips because I want to use them for something else. But I should just throw that thing into my dad's hands and say, "Here, come fly high wing flying," because I've got my Tundra, and that's that's my go to high wing plane right now.
0: So. Right, right. And man, I'm telling you, I. I wish there was a way that this plane was going to be out for when you get down here uh, at yeah. the end of the month, Andre. Because yeah. man, if we could just throw all these together and test yeah. all these, oh, it would just be fantastic. The fun cub, yes,
1: tundra, yep, of timber the beaver <laughs> yes
0: and i'm telling you man i said it long 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 time ago you know back when i first got my phone cub i mean i said this is these are the planes to have these are the most versatile yes. take yeah. anywhere fly yeah. anywhere have the most fun short field takeoffs and landings inverted hover What's
1: just
2: yeah take off you know, and land on grass I yeah mean, so that's anywhere anywhere floats, floats that on the water that, yeah. that's additional right skis 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 true you know so i was i'm gonna
0: pat myself on the back you know and i was nope. on to something because now it's they're really you know it's it's
1: they're trendy chris I'm yeah flying oh sorry they're trendy we gotta stop flying yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly so that was the timber. We'll have to tell us what you guys think uh, about the timber. Let us know, you know, good, bad. Uh, like I said, I, they, they, they've got some good good things in it. It'll be interesting. I'm sure it's going to fly good. My big thing is to see how compare between a few of these planes, how, how it flies, you know, uh, against the other ones.
1: And I'm, I'm kind of gonna be kind of curious uh, to see about the receiver if it's the one that you can shut down uh, all the stability and everything. I know when, when the Tundra came out, there was a ton of people asking me, you know, what stabilizer would you put into it? And I went, why would you put a stabilizer oh, into you, the Tundra?
0: You don't need one. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't
1: need it. The aircraft on its own is beautiful, and you're I I always feel like you're robbing yourself of um, how to uh, you know control and, and modify and, and just make it all work so nicely so i don't know
0: right uh we'll see i don't know what's with garage band today it just keeps stopping going stopping going so we may Uh-oh. have a few little things mm. missing in this podcast but there is nothing i can really do about it. I try to catch it but i don't know what's going on with it we've been having issues with uh, it could be this laptop too it's getting pretty old down here so
1: might need some uh, might need to be cleaned up oh, we will just see if we can save the, the uh the uh Audio off the um, periscope.
0: Yeah, but I, I think we'll be okay. I've been catching it pretty quick. But I don't right. know what's going on? All so,
1: right. So what what else is next? What else is big and exciting? I made you guys all go crazy last night.
0: <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I caught wind of this off of a picture and I thought, oh man, this is this has gotta be fake or what's going on. So I did a little more digging, a little more and I was like, Oh, you're kidding me. No, this this can't be happening. no, it can't be. But and there's no really, unless they put it out this morning, there's been no information about it except what people have seen and taken pictures of down at Joe Knoll. And it is something that we've been wanting for a long time. And talking to Matt Andren up at uh, Toledo Show, he wouldn't let the cat out of the bag, but did say they were working on something. So I was thinking maybe summertime or whatever. Uh, but what we found out is they are coming out ready drum roll (laughs) the radian xl and i'm telling you i'm so excited and i I had a hard time sleeping last night (laughs) so the radian xl is coming we've seen some pictures of it uh looks to be a little over 100 inches um Same kind of design as the old Radian, uh, three-piece wing. Let me see if I can get a little information for it. Uh, If anybody wants to know, they do have some information on on RC groups. Uh, They have the, um, it's in the sailplanes, electric sailplane section, and they got a couple threads going on it. So I dug around to see what I could find out. And the funny thing was, it made me laugh, is uh, David Eshtead, who used to work for Horizon but doesn't anymore, he's the one that kind of first brought this up, and I think he kind of knew they were working on it. I'm sure he knew about it, and kind of let the, the cat out. I mean, it was already out because they had it out at Joe Knoll, but he kind of let the cat out of the bag on a little bit of info on it. Um, so, what we know is, uh, let's see, a little over 100 inches. Uh, it is going to be uh, with AS3X. Now, there was a lot of debate about this. Okay, yeah, I know Andre's going to go off the <laughs> rocks with this. Now, let me, let me explain something a little bit. Um, the regular rating does not have AS3X, obviously. Uh, and apparently, they, and, and again, I'm sure of it that th- you're going to be able to turn this on and off if you want to. Yeah, I mean, we can do it with the uh, ultra micro radian, no problem. But what what they're telling me or what I've been reading and hearing uh, with the AS3X on this is it's very light. Like it's really only going to aid you, you know, on maybe landings and takeoffs and maybe if it's really windy. But as far as the way they got, got it set up, you know, as far as thermaling and looking for thermals and showing the signs and everything, it's not supposed to affect it. But if you think it is just turn it off. It's no big deal. If somebody wants it on, you can leave it on. If you want it off, turn it off. It's not a big deal. Um, three piece wing, like I said, uh, it is a res ship. So it's rudder elevator and spoiler. Now the other thing that really kind of threw me for a loop and I'm, I'm glad it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, R E S ship. Cause I didn't want another kind of big, uh, radiant pro or anything with ailerons. Um, the spoil it doesn't have regular like spoilers like say my mystique because I, I when I first looked at it and everything, I thought wow it really does look and it does just looking at it anyway it really looks like the mystique R.E.S. Um, but the spoilers have the built-in pop-up spoilers I, I'm guessing kind of like if anybody has seen the ka8, that's kind of the same way where the spoilers kind of pop right up out of the wings instead of flip up, like, say, wow. the Mystique. So I thought that was a rather interesting that they went that
2: route instead of normal So that's normal for, like, spoiler. landings, right? Just, like, really slow it down. Yeah. From, like, sailing all the way across the right. field. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I don't, I'm wondering if... If
0: for some reason they did that to, I'm sure they ran maybe a link, like the K8, you know, it runs a linkage and it only runs off of one servo. So maybe they were trying to save a, Again, this is all speculation. <laughs> I have no idea, um, but I'm guessing they were maybe trying to save a little weight. So they ran the in, you know, the spoilers uh, built in and ran linkage to maybe one servo. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But it is kind of cool that they went with the three piece wing, so you can really break it down you know for
2: travel hopefully it's easy to break it down too and that
0: yeah and it was hard to see if it had some people said it looked like it had a couple screws some people I think I read somewhere where they thought maybe it had five Um, now the big thing too my thing was, what's this thing gonna cost? Yeah. You know, I thought, man, it's probably gonna be expensive, and we've I've read a couple different things that it could be anywhere from two twenty nine to two seventy nine. They're they're leaning a little more towards the two twenty nine, and if that's the case, if you're gonna get a a bind and fly hundred inch radiant XL for two twenty nine, I'm all over it, all over it. <laughs> Playing gigantic for that price point, yeah, I mean, it's gigantic, <laughs> right? And. and at first when I was reading about it, I thought, man, I, I wonder if I'll even fly my Mystique anymore. But uh, it's not – my Mystique's huge. I can't remember. I think it's a 114-inch wingspan or something, wow. and it's just a big old tank. and I, I love flying. I don't fly it a lot just because it's balsa and it makes me nervous. But I, I'm sure I'll probably keep it. I mean, I put a lot of time and effort and money into that thing. And, you know, with the rating XL, it's just like going to be like just like the normal rating You're just going to pull that thing out and just have fun with it. The other thing that really kind of blew my mind was um, they're saying it only runs on a three-cell 1300 battery, which is the same battery in the regular Radian. And you know that motor's got to be bigger in that airplane. So I'm a little on the fence of that. Now, maybe that's just the smallest battery they recommend, and, and I'm I'm sure that you could probably fit something bigger in there, like an 1800, probably even like a 2200. Because there are even a lot of people who throw an 1800 in the regular Radian just for ballast and fly it on an 1800. So we'll have to see on that. Um,
1: okay, so now for for the viewers and listeners, why are what's the benefit of a wingspan that's at least, what, 20 centimeters bigger than the, uh, the old, uh, the, the, the stock Radian?
0: Well, here's the thing I'm hoping what's going to happen is I think they're going to have a different airfoil on it. Obviously, it's going to be bigger. It has a, from what they're saying, it's got a full um, elevator in the back, you know, a full uh, stabilizer elevator in the back. Like, I'll just kind of compare since obviously we don't have an XL, but like from my Mystique to the regular Radian, obviously it's faster. It has a way better penetration than the regular Radian. Uh, You can get up, I can get up higher faster. You know, with the bigger wingspan, you can see it. So say you're flying it, Oh, yeah, you can see it. Yes, better. that that's the yeah, big thing the with the Mystique. Oh, I can yeah. go way higher with it. And with having the bigger motor and everything, too, you can get up to altitude a lot quicker. And the biggest thing with the Mystique, and obviously I'm hoping with the Radian XL, kind of looking at the wing, obviously it still kind of has that polydehedral wings, but I think the airfoil is going to be better. So, you, you know, a lot of times you get out with the Radiant. say you got a 12-mile-an-hour wind or maybe even up to 15. It flies no problem, but the thing is it has no penetration. Like, the thing will just get up in the air and sit there. It'll sit there all day long, (laughs) but you're not going anywhere, you know, unless you get a, on a downwind leg then the thing takes off and then you have a heck of a time trying to get it back you almost got to uh, power it back under the motor you know what i mean so i'm hoping with this thing and the the larger wingspan the better airfoil that it. it's going to be yeah it's going to be faster but you're going to be able to cruise around and, and get a bigger area to thermal hunt you know a little bit better for thermals that's my hope so that's what i think you're going to get out of a bigger radian andre nice yeah
1: nice I'll stick with my current uh, current beast for now. I'm I'm quite quite happy with
0: quite it. happy with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I haven't, pro- exp- I haven't experienced anything else, right? So
0: that's true. And you know, again, if we get our hands, uh, they said it, uh, it's going to be out in July now. Whether it's going to be before Flight Fest, I don't know. Uh, that would be fantastic if it was. We'd definitely get one for Flight Fest and bring it out and you know pass the transmitter around and get some opinions on it. But eh, we'll we'll see. Um, so again that was really when that when i seen that yesterday i I was blown out of the water i i had a feeling it was coming but i didn't think it was going to be this soon Uh, i'm trying to think if anything else is that i can think of uh i'm sure they learned a lot from the regular radian Uh, i'm hoping they stiffened up the fuselage um I wish they would tell us what size motor. It's got to be bigger than the 480. It could be like a power 10. So if it's a power 10, I guess a 1300 would be okay. But we'll see.
1: Yep. I'm sure it could take the bigger battery. Anyhow, I mean we've all run the uh, we've all run larger packs in our ratings before.
0: Oh yeah, so. yeah. I'm I'm guessing probably 1800 would be pretty good for that. And
1: speaking of gliders, yeah. I've been testing away on a certain glider as well. So. We talked about it before, but that will be coming with me uh, for the trip. And we're going to be doing some towing with the Tundras.
0: Yeah. You talking about the Cherokee?
1: Yes, sir. So what are
0: you finding out with this, this beast of an EDF glider? That You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's strange. I-
1: it is strange, and I've come to terms with it. It took like the first couple times, it was a little terrifying, and then I um it will soar. Uh, I had a really nice day, and I threw some. It does want to like those eight, it does like the A spec batteries. Um, it wants a you need a pack in it that's got a higher, a high enough C rating that if you spool the EDF back, you can punch it back up and get back up the speed so you don't wash out or stall. Um, but uh, the, both, the only other thing I need to do to it right now is throw some black tape under the wing because it's just got these red stripes. And for me, that wasn't visually enough for me to keep my orientation nice and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we, uh, when we come down, when I come down south, uh, we'll, um, we'll try some, some powered flights so you can experience. But then I, the first thing I want to do is pop that EDF off and we can do some some toad uh, gliding. How,
0: how easy does the EDF pop on and off?
1: It's a bolt. Uh, sorry, it's a pin. Oh, it is. Yeah, so you just disconnected. It. It's got like this. It's got this neat little uh, tri connector, a mm-hmm. pin tri connector. Kind of looks like a, like a, you know, in between an xd 30 and xd 60 kind of thing. But it's it's uh, so you just pop it out. So you always know your orientation is correct for your E D your your thrust off the motor, and then just pop it out and everything. Um, and uh, and it just goes so it will be interesting to see. And uh, I was talking to another reviewer, and he just runs the same battery pack when he glides, but I've got smaller ones and, I, and a back that I could potentially switch over. But I think I just run the E. My biggest concern with you know not running the motor on ESC is you know, are you doing any damage to the ESC? But I don't think you are if you're not punching the throttle up or anything like that, you're just powering it to, to, to drive power to the receiver, mm-hmm. so so.
0: Hmm. You know, it'd be interesting too. You get that thing down here in a couple weeks and we pop the EDF on it and tow it around. or um, Is it uh, high start capable also?
1: Yes, it is.
0: So, it's you know, got a look on it. Yeah, so. we'll have to break out the KA8. They look kind of similar. What's the wingspan on that?
1: Uh, 1700, I think.
0: 1700. Okay, so they're pretty close in size. So it'd be interesting to see you get two. High start uh, ships, you know, throw yeah. it side by side just to see what, it, what it'll do. Yeah, that's I, interesting. I've
1: seen, I've seen some nice video. One of the other guy, he he was able to do – he was doing high start and he had uh, – he was over asphalt, So he had plenty of thermal opportunities and it, it stayed up really nicely. So mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Let's compare it to the hot fan. Cool. Someone said, bring out the hot fan. <laughs>
0: you know what? We could probably do it. Hot fans just <laughs> sitting back in the garage. I bet it has an uh, inch of dust back Don't there. Yeah. 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 so interesting
1: well that's it so I mean basically my 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 car load continues to get heavier and heavier as we plan this trip down <laughs> later on this month because the tundra is coming probably gonna bring the um, the <laughs> well both gliders so the the Cherokee and my Radian probably gonna bring the Pawnee and I may I'm obviously gonna bring some um, some multi rotors and probably the um, the Aero FpV so okay. Sweet. I, was t- I was also tempted to throw in the big versa wing because if we get out to the fields we're talking about there's a lot of opportunity for some really nice fpv flying so. right right mm-hmm. so my car is gonna be full but hey i don't have to bring camping gear right yeah. so it's like, okay well there's, there's you got sweet. a little more room there a little bit more room just a little bit so right yeah. So, yeah, no, I've flown the the Cherokee a few times now, and I'm I've been really happy with it. So, like I said, the only thing I need really, really want to do is put some some black tape on it so I can see what I'm doing. So,
0: <laughs> nice, can't uh, wait. Oh, we're gonna have fun here, weeks. All right, hey, you guys want to do a review? <sighs> yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. So, if anybody's still watching on Periscope, uh, it's probably been a what do you think, Andre? Maybe a month or so. I finally bought the ultra micro j3 cub is this the first time you got to see it yeah i've never seen it in Haven't real seen life before it, it uh scale wise and looks it looks really good doesn't it It does now here was the thing i god how many years has it been now maybe four years five years originally one of the first ultra micros that horizon come out with was a j3 cub and i bought it and it was a lot smaller than this and it flew okay i mean at that time for an ultra micro it flew okay you know not great but you know that was like it's an ultra micro it's a j3 you know you could try to fly it in your front yard or whatever but it was "Eh, in okay and obviously over time they got a little bit better a little bit better and a little bit better and i actually have a uh, ultra was it the ultra micro sport cub s that i got uh i don't know a while ago and i love it i really can fly that around my front yard it does have the safe system on it's great you know if you got a small area and you want to teach people how to fly it works great flies great once i figured out that i don't put any mixing or programming in it just fly it stock out of the box (laughs) because i'm lazy uh but the problem is two things one i don't like the single cell one you know one cell 150 milliamp batteries just yeah. hate those things. They, you know, It doesn't last real long. If, if it gets any kind of cold, they're terrible. They, yeah. The batteries themselves don't seem to last very long for some reason. No, they don't. No. I, that's my big downfall with anything running on them stupid little one-cell batteries. But I love flying it. The other big thing I don't like about it, uh, it, it, it does fly very slow. It's got the un, under-cambered wing, um, but it doesn't take any wind. Like, you get three or four miles an hour. That thing is bouncing around like you can't believe. So it has a few little downfalls. Now, bring out the J3 Cub, uh, they announced it. We checked out the specs, uh, realized that they finally put the brushless motor system in it and, you know, ESC and control board and the two cell, you know, 200, I think it runs on a 180 to 280 milliamp battery. So I'm like, finally, <laughs> we got rid of this little brushed motor, even though I've never really have any problems, but we have a real brushless motor. They put it, as you can see, a giant prop on the front of That's this thing. Huge, <laughs> and uh, I was excited. I'm like, it looks great. Uh, it's got the brushless motor. Um, now here was the thing I was worried about and uh, reading the forums. I think everybody else was, it is pretty good size. And let me pull the specs up here for you real quick. Um, as far as size and weight, the weight is actually 3.6 ounces. It's 102 grams. So it's actually fairly heavy for an ultra micro, uh, 16.9 inches. And the wingspan is 26.4 inches. So it's Pretty good size for an Ultra Micro. So, the big thing was yeah, they're trying to probably compensate for the weight of the bigger battery and the brushless motor and everything, but how's it going to fly? You know, and as everybody knows, if anybody has ever owned one, the Ultra Micro carbon cub that I had and a lot of other people had, they had all the bells and whistles and the lights and the flaps and everything. Beautiful little airplane. Hated it. I have hated that. it. It's been sitting in the box for like two years. Yeah. Same with me. I bought it, was so excited, and spent months with that thing trying to get it to fly the way I, th- I thought it would or should. Never happened. That thing's like a rocket ship. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. So finally got rid of that. Then they brought out this. I'm like, oh, man, is it, is it going to be like the, the carbon cub? You know? I, that was my big dilemma. So I, I kind of waited a little bit. I was a little bit on the fence uh, t- you know, get some people out there and get a few reviews on it. And they actually said, hey, man, this thing flies fantastic. It does have the AS3X. It does take some wind, but yet it has the power. You know, if you want to go out and fly in five-mile-an-hour wind, no problem. So I said, all right, we're going to give it a shot. So I bought it. And I I can't say enough good things about, you know. It, really? Again, if you've awesome. got a space, and I, Mike get out of the woods i'm sure you're going <laughs> to listen to this later i tried to get him in here uh, we were out at his parents house here a few weeks oh, back yes. flying yes. around and i handed him the transmitter and he you know he loved it like i think he thought oh whatever it's just an ultra but he he flew it around he's like wow this thing it was hands off set the you know throttle like half throttle and the thing will just cruise around it seems like an hour all day long on really? on a, on a 250 milliamp battery and just just as nice as can be i mean it's it flies unreal so let me uh let's talk about a little bit and then we'll i'll give you a little bit more of a rundown on it uh as scale markings engine and surface detail brushless 180 motor 25 uh what is that 2500 KV outrunner motor advanced as3x and it does fit a 180 to 280 milliamp two cell 30c lipo battery uh, ultra micro linear long throw servos fully assembled no building and you can put the optional float set on and in their video you can see it flying off of floats oh, wow. and that was the other thing with the ultra micro carbon cub with that thing on floats yeah i bought the floats and they're still brand new in the box <laughs> yeah it. i mean it it flew but uh just not good where uh the video and some other people reading on the forums the floats with this thing it you know work really well uh let's see Mm, i think that's about it on specs wise uh yeah so you know i got it home got it out of the box checked it out Uh, it looks fantastic took it out in the front yard and started cruising around with it and it literally now don't get me wrong it won't go quite as slow you know because it, it it does have the you know the straight uh, wing, There's no under camera on it. it obviously, it is a little heavier. Right. But it almost, and, and Andre, you kind of seen, we, we shot a little bit of FaceTime video, um, mm. so you got to see it a little bit. But it will slow down almost as much as a, you know, sport uh, ultra micro sport cub. Wow. But what yeah. I did find out, though, what I do like a little bit better is, say say you got a five-mile-an-hour wind, You know, that little sport cub is just all over the place. So this thing will handle it, no problem with the, you know the bigger weight and, and the power and everything. So coming into a headwind, you know, at say five mile an hour and get it to slow down, it actually will fly you know basically as slow as the ultra micro sport cub s. Yeah, you know because it'll take a little bit more wind. So I was really impressed with it. Uh, flying characteristics, the looks in the air oh, yeah, uh, it's are a fantastic. Now, me, I I just cruise around the yard with it, but I have opened it up like has tons of power for as little as if you want to just shoot it up in the sky and loops and rolls uh it it does fly inverted fairly fairly well um so i'm i'm happy really happy with it it's a lot of fun looks great uh i don't know if if you're i don't know you can you see periscope did anybody have any questions or anybody shooting any questions on the
1: uh no the only question i saw so far was the uh the, the price but uh, so what's the biggest you said a 280 right and I noticed in the picture it runs off the balance port uh, the balance tab for power so that's pretty clean
0: mm-hmm well it's their own that plug uh, in there is kind of like their own pro- pro- proprietary oh, okay. plug uh, ah, that they okay. make so okay. it's not you can't just get a normal um, uh, two cell battery and plug it in it's got to have ah, their plug on it
1: 30 seconds of work yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah, yeah so so did you have any questions on Andre or anything Maybe uh, I didn't I, touch.
1: No, I'm looking forward to trying it. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I've had a love-hate relationship with uh, with my UMXs. Um, I agree. Because, well, I mean, I've, I've only got three of them going, and I'm, I'm content with them. But I can't fly them, so I got four. Uh, you know, it's not something I can fly in my backyard. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 one of those things. So the, the vapor is perfect, and even that one's a little fast. So could you guys suggest?
0: Your vapor is too fast for your backyard. No, no, no. The vapor <laughs> is about
1: as fast as I can go, and that's oh, I, mean. I got. The, you. Reason, the only reason it'll fit in the backyard is because of that huge rudder, right? Uh huh. Um, I've tried my well, yeah the both both the p well, the P forty of the tree the um, the the other one uh, the the mini uh, tiger moth that well that just hit a shed so <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough control authority right and obviously the P forty is going way too fast so. Um, uh, I haven't even tried my uh, – sorry, I haven't even tried the Nano in the backyard because I just know if I range out or anything, and I don't want to go near the pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, But it will be interesting to see this one. It, uh, and and 2S, getting away from the brush motors and, like you said, getting a little bit of longevity, and then you just get like your little – you know, get a little spectrum camera and stick that on mm-hmm. top of the – you know, and go FPV flying with it. So Yeah,
0: yeah, which it should handle that no problem if the, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. Sport Cub can handle it. This should – Easily handle that. No one problem. of
1: my actually one of my buddies at the at the field just got the he finally got all the bits to do the UMX Radiant FPV. So I'm really keen to see how that goes because he, he had the oh, it wow. took a long it took a long time to get the clear prop in apparently.
0: Oh and, okay. Uh, oh wow.
1: Because I don't know why it would, but anyhow, and he's got the canopy modification and everything. So I can't wait to see um one of those things fly because that that would be really neat because we always we. Unfortunately, we speculated that, well, you're just going to zone out too quickly or just you're going to get too far away. But I don't know. You never know. So, I mean, I've um, I've flown my little 2S with a micro camera, and that was nice. And, you know, 25 milliwatts actually is not too bad. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, the 25, like if you could get a 25 milliwatt camera on the – ultra micro radian i think you would be okay but there's no way i mean that was my big thing when they come out with the fpv ultra micro like that thing's going to get out out f- way far, far up- away, yes you're not going to have
1: the power to come bring it home yeah exactly yeah you were surprised how I was surprised how high up I was flying the 2S right you know and it was like and it's, there's not a lot of punch in there and I'm like whoo I'm flying a lot higher than I'm used to with this airplane all of a sudden but um still we had a lot of range we, we had a surprising amount of range on that so and then I don't know there's uh, there's there's no endless possibilities now with these little cameras as far as what you want to do and what you want to put them on but I uh, yeah it'd be interesting to see how fast you could slow it down because it's funny because at the field, I would get really comfortable with the tiger moth and be able to go around me. But what a but in the backyard between the house, the winds would shift, right? Between oh this. yeah. So you come out and all of a sudden you're being pushed around and you can't, <laughs> you know, you don't have enough authority to correct for that. So, but uh, I'm uh, uh, I I will have to get the little vapor back out and just I love flying the vapor in the backyard at FPV because you just you're like a butterfly.
0: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, just like a, yeah, I agree with you. I even I haven't, of course, it's been probably since late last summer I flew mine around, but I'm kind of waiting to get that nice warm evening, you know, yeah, when there's no yeah. wind and the sun's yeah, going just, down. You you toss that, that thing hasn't up happened yet? And yeah, that's <laughs> true. Close. It hasn't happened. yet. but man, you get that thing up there like through the trees and uh, like that Andre said, it does. You just feel like this little butterfly. <laughs> just it's so <laughs> oh, slow. Yeah. So
1: how many batteries did you have to buy more batteries for this j3
0: no i actually had some from um trying to think uh well i had some from the ultra micro carbon cub okay. oh, the same and, battery yeah cub. and then i also had some uh ones now i think they're i'm trying to remember they're aftermarket but i bought them for the ultra micro striker Oh, yeah. That I don't have anymore, but I kept the battery. So I have probably four or five batteries for oh, it. Oh,
1: that's perfect.
2: Yeah,
0: and they range anywhere from 200 to 250. I don't have any 280. Well, I think I have a stock 280 from Horizon, but that's it. That's but,
1: like a four, And that's a $14 battery. That's crazy. I know,
0: I know. But you can get aftermarket. I forget which ones I have, but the aftermarket ones are cheap. I think that was 5 bucks a piece or something for a 250-milliamp 2.0. Exactly. cell. Yeah.
2: Exactly. yeah exactly it's a solid so. little plane I mean it's got it some, is solid it's pretty solid
0: yeah I mean it's it's stout I've, I've smashed it into the side of the house a couple of times and <laughs> it's <laughs> had
2: you couldn't tell
0: it's uh it's had some pretty rough landings out on the road a few yeah. times because I was out in some pretty heavy winds I just wanted to to see what what it could handle you know get a rough idea what it's fun to fly in what it isn't what it didn't like so and the landing gear has been holding up well and yeah i'm 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 really happy
1: times one of the someone was asking
0: depends how you fly it the way i fly gee whiz i bet i was easily going 10 minutes with it but i was just cruising so i'm guessing flying it hard you're probably looking at five or six i'm getting and then it depends on your milliamp of your battery so, but yeah, I was like, I flew quite a while and then handed the controller off to Mike, and he flew around for a while and it was on the same battery. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, beautiful. so I think that's about it. Uh, I think
1: so. I think that's been a pretty stout show, man. Not
0: bad. Not bad for throwing something together, you know. Uh, so, what we're probably going to, unless Scott, if you had anything you wanted to add or anything you wanted to share, uh, feel free. Go right ahead, jump hmm. in there. It's up to you.
2: Yeah, I can't think of anything extra.
0: Um, but other than that, I th- yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. uh, the next podcast, I think I gotta look at the calendar. I think you'll be down here, right, Andre so, so weeks,
1: I believe yes, yeah, right so now we'll, we're on the fifteenth, yes, that'll be right when I'm down visiting, so.
0: Yeah, so we'll probably, it might be a little late getting the next podcast out, but I think it's going to be worth it because uh, we're we're kind of maybe thinking about recording it on that Monday, which would be Memorial Day, uh, and we'll try to oh. get it out to you.
1: Hi, Mike. Mike just joined Parasite. Oh, sure. <laughs> Mike,
0: where, where are you, Mike? You were supposed <laughs> Mike, to be hunting. Did we're, you get we're, anything? Yeah, what's going <laughs> yeah. on?
1: Yeah. No reply. Ah. Uh, <laughs>
0: We needed you, Mike. I was doing the review. Come on, where were you, buddy? <laughs> oh.
1: so, yes. Yeah, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be down that weekend. So yeah, we're thinking we're gonna we're gonna raid the uh, the flight test headquarters and uh, do a nice live show.
0: Yep, it should be fun. We we have a good time, and uh, I think the flying is going uh, Please keep your fingers crossed. I'm gonna yes. do the sun dance, the not rain dance, everything yeah. imaginable. We're hoping we have a good weekend. You know and get everybody together and get some awesome flying in. I got an extra battery coming for the P3, so I (laughs) now I got four batteries. That thing's going to be just going nonstop probably in the air filming. Uh, I got an extra SD card coming because I know I'm going (laughs) to fill the two I have up. Um, And, yeah, you know, and I got – it's kind of funny. I was thinking of what I want to take and what I want to fly, and I'm probably going to have to make a trip down the Waynes just to drag – the airplanes down then make another trip to bring the rest of the airplanes down so because uh i definitely want to bring the carbon z cub down that's that fills up the whole back seat itself you know alone so yeah yeah, it's going to be fun i I can't wait
1: a little bit of everything yeah i was sitting there going uh what batteries you know what what planes need the same packs i'm like i really need more of my high-end packs now
0: yeah yeah I was thinking the same thing when 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 I'm gonna be doing that much flying over the weekend, I think we're, you know the charger's going we're gonna to have to have a charging station it's just gonna be going. And that's a great thing, you know, going down the waves you when you fly in your own backyard, you just walk in the house or plug the batteries in, start charging, walk back out, fly you know you just yeah just keep on going, so yeah,
1: we're gonna yeah I'm gonna bring everything I can just to keep flying as long as you know and just we'll vary and uh, I'm just yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. If anybody doesn't know, this this came yeah the conversation of me taking a little road trip, a little road trip. Uh, was,
0: Big road like, trip.
1: January, February, when we were all going out of our minds, going, we got to plan something that's going to be cool. And so I'm going to tie it in with with a visit to flight test to discuss flight fest and stuff like that. So it's all very, very handy. But yep, uh, just just to hang out because you know, you and I getting us getting together once a year in July uh, is it's not enough, you know so we're going to have some fun we're going to fly together we're going to do you know what we've always what we advocate getting together with your buddies and flying and having yep. a good time so
0: yep it's go. going to get interesting i guarantee it
1: <laughs>
0: so all right everybody we're going to get out of here i've been down here since about six thirty this morning <laughs> uh but it was fun that was that was a good podcast it was some interesting stuff that got announced i figured we better get it out there and at least talk about it and let everybody else know what's uh what's around the corner um Down the road, like I said, Andre's coming down, so that should be uh our flying shenanigans. And I'm hoping I'm going to try to get a hold of Matt Andre here as soon as Joe Knoll's over with. Uh, I spoke with him uh up at the Toledo show, and he wanted to get that out, and that's when all the uh, newer products were coming. So maybe we can really dig in and um, get the questions going for the Timber and the Radiant XL and the spitfire and the ultra micro b25 so we can uh and maybe just maybe we can con him into trying to send us a timber and a radiant xl <laughs> and uh get our hands on that so we'll see but thank you guys for joining us uh scott thanks for thank coming you, down thanks hanging out right. i'm glad you could come down and hang out andre of course as always thanks for thank joining you, me oh, was um, awesome. periscope uh thanks for hanging out with us and listeners to, to us ramble as usual. <laughs> um, so we'll be back here uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll go at it again. All right?
1: Yes, sir. All right.
0: Cool. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Hey, have a great
1: weekend.